and welcome to Star Wars Transmissions. I'm your host, Bill Longsworth, and with us is my co-host, Scott Gessewhite. Hey, Bill, how's it going? Oh, it's going pretty good, man. How you been? I can't complain. Doesn't do no good. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, we are going to be talking a lot about The Mandalorian. Um, obviously, we had no episode last week due to technical difficulties, but we're back again this week. Scott, let's uh, let's pick up with last week's episode of The Mandalorian. What did you? Well, we we I don't even know where to begin. Um, <laughs> man, uh, we meet Ahsoka Tana, and her just coming in to the thing was just wow, mind blowing. Um, it really was. We find out. I mean, we 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 find out that she's looking for uh, Imperial General or Admiral, how we want to call it, which makes me wonder why. Um, oh yeah, she's after. I mean, obviously she's after Thrawn, and um, and that that's going to be interesting. We've seen Thrawn in uh, Clone Wars. People that for people that read the books, he he originated in the expanded universe, and obviously Disney picked him up as a um, as canon. Um, Thrawn is is a very interesting character with a deep, deep, deep past in 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 the lore of Star Wars. But ever since I saw Ahsoka Tano in Clone Wars, I have wanted to see a physical version, a live-action version of Ahsoka Tano. A lot of people are saying they should have gotten Ashley Eckstein, who voiced Ahsoka Tano, to play Ahsoka Tano. I think that the uh, the girl who played Ahsoka Tano, whose name slips my mind, um, was the perfect, perfect pick for this. What do you think, Scott? Yeah, she, I, I felt like she portrayed her very well. Um her body language along with the motion in the movie and her tone matched perfectly. Um, so I, I don't think it could have been a better fit other than um, God, you just named her name in my mind. just went blank. Um, Ashley Eckstein. Yeah, Ashley. <laughs> uh, I, I definitely don't think it could have been a better, better choice. I, other than I, I, you know, in a way, I wish they had gotten that character, but I understand why they didn't. The, the Scott, the um, the director or whatever she was that Ahsoka fights. I mean, that that's getting interesting that she's there after her boss, basically. But I have never seen a staff that could withstand a lightsaber before. Yeah, I kind of that was that was interesting it, that. Bat Baskar Baskar, however you pronounce it, can withstand a light. Baskar, it has the staff has to have be made with the same thing that the best car those armor is. There's nothing else that would be able to withstand it. Well, it was. It is uh, what Mando's uh, armor is made out of, uh, and we so, find out that's from the Purge. Yeah. Um, we find out what we all 
we're calling Baby Yoda. His real name is Grogu. 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 And it's like, that's the biggest surprise out of that entire episode in my mind. Mm -hmm. Is finding out that this character has a real name. And I I think we were all kind of hoping that this character would turn into Yoda or, you know, something else. And obviously, Groku, you notice that Ahsoka Tano is not willing to train Groku. I think, I think been, that has to call come down to Anakin turning to the dark side and Order 66. <laughs> I think so too, but I also think that when she's sitting there commuting with Groku, that maybe she senses that his past is so there's a dark past to him, and maybe she's afraid he's going to turn to the dark side. So there's that question there. And makes you Exactly what did she find out when she used the force to talk to, to Grogu? Or here's another twist. Did she use the force and Grogu tell her he wasn't ready to be trained again? She sent them to this place, you know, where this site is that we're going to talk about here in just a few minutes. And because this, for him, with the force, so with the, I don't know. There, there's a lot, and now we're here. I'm hearing that say people are saying there are articles coming out. Two episodes that are left of the Mandalorian are better than the first, and that would uh, I can't. I find that very hard to believe, but I guess we'll find out. You know, what wouldn't surprise me with how Disney is to kind of gut punch us twice right before, right at the end of the season and to leave us on a major cliff where we want more, more, more. We got to wait. But yeah. here's, the, here's the thing with episode, the previous episode, not this Friday's episode, but last Friday's episode. We find out that Grugu is really attached to Mando. To our Mandalorian. Say that again. Yeah, he is. He's very much attached to the Mandalorian. And um, it makes you wonder if maybe Grogu is going to stay with the Mandalorian. Could the Mandalorian possibly be force sensitive? And we don't know it. Exactly. Could be. Exactly. Could be. Moving on a little past Friday's episode. Wow. I mean, so much happened in 29 minutes. Yeah, the shortest episode of the season. Very short. Very fast paced. It was in your face right from the word go. Um, Yeah. We see the Mandalorian get Grugu to the, the Jedi Temple. And we see him meditate on the rock, as what I would call it. And we see the force being used. Um, I really think we're going to find out here shortly. You know, we're going to start going. They're going to start 
digging into Grogu a little bit, we're going to find out he's very, very Force-sensitive. I, I agree. And, and then we have the shocker of the season. Now, this has been hinted at. Daniel Logan even pretty well gave it away about two weeks ago. But we see Boba Fett in the flesh. What's interesting was I watching this episode at home Friday night after work and having dinner with my family. And the first thing I see come flying in the screen after they get there is Boba Fett's slave one aircraft. And I'm sitting there going, oh my God. Yeah, the name of it, Slave One, bro. <laughs> and that, but and it, then it's... we see him, and how he and that person—I can't remember her name. I know she's in season one. Uh, I she can't w- think of her name either. Mando killed her. Thought he killed her when that new he was teaching that bounty hunter some stuff. Um. So it's kind of mind-blowing that those two working together. And, and what really interesting is why was the Mando being followed by Boba Fett before Boba Fett had his armor? Yeah. And, and my next question is, now I really want to know how the Marshal got that armor. <laughs> right. I want to know exactly how he got this armor. And another story I would really love to see told. How the hell did Boba Fett escape the Sarlacc? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the point blank. I, I need to say, I need, this is information I need to know. <laughs> um, but we see Boba Fett, and in true Boba Fett fashion, he is a total badass. Yeah. So. And you couldn't have asked for a better a better actor to portray him. Um, I believe that is the. I'm not sure who what the actor's name is on that one. Um, I actually have my Disney Plus up, so let's fast forward to the credits. <laughs> so um, one thing one but, thing that made me interesting to find out was Jenga Fett Mandalorian and. All of the clones that were made after him were they Mandalorian clones? I don't know. I mean, my question here is yes, Django is Mandalorian. Yes, that makes Baba Mandalorian. Technically, Baba is the clone, you know, a unaltered clone of Django. But to call an entire clone army Mandalorian, I don't know, man. They 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 use that. literally his DNA. And I got the name back this up real quick of the guy I thought it was. Fat. Just give me a second. I had to back it up so I could get this right. Oh, um, tomorrow, Morrison. I'm doing probably butchering that name to hell. Um, but it's the same actor, for those of you that don't know, that played Django Fett in the prequels. He is now portraying 
So the things come full circle in a way for um but yeah, there's so much to find out that Baba, after years of Star Wars fans deliberating and arguing, no, Baba and Jango are not Mandalorian. Hell no, they're not Mandalorian. And then Disney comes out and they put a once and for all statement out there that Jango was a foundling who was adopted by the Mandalorians and raised by them and accepted nature. Mm-hmm. There settles it once and for all. So, now Scott, you and me have discussed what I'm about to talk about at the of this latest episode. We see Moff Gideon with the child with. I personally think that when the season ends in two episodes. That is where Grogu's going to be. He's still going to be captured with Moff. Mm, Here's where your theory and my theory go different. I think we're going to see a daring rescue with our three heroes now. What it's indebted to Mando. I see that's going to happen. They're going to rescue him and they're just going to escape the ship before they stop the episode. I don't know. I guess we're going to have to find out. But uh, another reason that I, I tend to think that maybe Baby Yoda has dark, leans towards the dark side, when Moth Gideon walks into the holding cell, you've got Baby Yoda ping pong with the stormtroopers throughout the room. And seemingly at ease. Yeah, I mean, he seems like he really enjoys watching these guys get bounced off the walls. Well, you probably think, you know, they were rough with him and, you know, he he feels threatened by him. So the only way he knows how is to use the force to protect his little body against <laughs> them. I mean, I don't know. There's, there's so much left to tell. I really hope that Disney plays this out and we get some more backstory on Boba Fett and we get some more. I want to know how Moff Gideon came into possession of the Darksaber, too, because we see that again in this latest episode. Yeah. If you watch Grogu's eyes, he recognized that particular saber, which might not be a good thing. <laughs> and, and might but, not be a bad thing either. Well, no, we're left with so much. We can only speculate, ladies and gentlemen. Like I said, these are our theories, our personal thoughts. We do not represent Disney, obviously, or Lucasfilm. So, um, I hear something that I bet you didn't know. Next year, Lucasfilm turns fifty. Yep, I know. It is hard to believe that George Lucas started that company so ago. And here we sit in a world created by George Lucas with Dow Disney at the helm. And it seems like it's only getting better. 
a lot of people I know, they don't like the prequels. They don't like the sequels. They only like the George's original trilogy. Well, you know what? I In an era of, unfortunately, Karens and toxic culture, Star Wars has a lot of what I call halfway fans. They like what they like, and if you don't like it, only what they like, screw you kind of thing. And I hate seeing that. I'm a member of numerous Facebook groups for Star Wars. Damn run into people getting attacked in the Star Wars group by other supposed Star Wars fans because they like the prequels. Maybe they like Jar Jar Binks or and they're getting taken apart for this. Folks, can't we all just be Star Wars fans as one big family? You know, if you don't like Jar Jar Binks, but your friend over here does, don't belittle him because he likes Jar Jar Binks. Just say, oh, that's cool. You know, we need, especially in today's day and time, we need more of, oh, that's cool, and just move on. You don't have to talk about it if you don't want to. We need a little more white light, and we need less dark light. Exactly. We we need more people to come to the to the to the good side and less Sith, a lot less Sith. Remember, folks, there's only there's supposed to be two Sith. There's a whole lot more of y'all out there acting like you're Dark Lords than just two. You know what's so leave funny? That- what's funny? And we want to bring. I want to bring something up. Yesterday, I met two young girls. Um, I, I, I will not use their name, but they're going to be listening to our podcast um, who are huge Star Wars fans. Okay. Um, yeah. Th- they saw my R2-D2 case that has an airbrush my name on it that I got at, at Disney. Um, that Folks, if you want it, you can get it at Hollywood Disney Hollywood Studios in Galaxy Edge at one of the merchandise stores. I'm not telling you where you can find it, but you can find it there. <laughs> um, guys, uh, these kids, no older than 14, 15, blew my mind. <laughs> blew my mind. And here's why I say that. They knew more stuff about Star Wars and had so many opinions about so many different characters from episode one all the way to the end. And could it could could pick it apart where they missed how to fill in to where you could understand where they were at. These kids, the, the, there is new generations out there that love everything about Star Wars. And that's, it, and, you know, in a day, go ahead. And what's funny, I was talking to my, our good friend, Marsha Parkins, and they saw that her and I were talking, and they said, oh, she's a Disney artist for Star Wars. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to see some of her artwork in person. I literally drove back to my house from the craft show that my wife was having where we live, drove back to my house, got my card that Marsha made me, and brought it back. Ah, to show it off. 
Uh, and these girls squealed like little teenage kids who just, <laughs> true to the word, that just met probably back in the day when young kids were popular, the 50s and 60s, when Mickey Rooney was around and how the girls acted. And it made me laugh. <laughs> and they literally said she is their favorite artist besides Tiffany Graves. Who, who, Bill, until the other day you told me who she was, I had no idea who she was. <laughs> I've and, known and her folks, for quite a while. And folks, you're going to hear my dog, older dog bark. Um, yeah, puppies are part of the Star Wars universe, too. We have a lady that goes around with an ice cream truck every night on Sunday night at 5.30, and she just drove by, and the dog don't they like the music. want some ice cream. Dog don't <laughs> like the music. Um, but folks... Our future in a Star Wars Star Wars world is so bright. Don't make it toxic, like how Bill, you and I, our beloved racing world is. It's toxic. Don't do that, folks. Don't. Let's talk about the other news that dropped this past week. We Which all one? know there is a Ewan McGregor series coming up for Obi Wan, and it was announced that. Taping would begin in Boston, and I think yes. it was L.A. Don't hold me to that second location. Starting in January, that is awesome news. We already know that the Cassian Indoor series um, is supposed to possibly drop next fall. Like with you know, in this day and time with COVID and everything, all of this remains fluid. I'm not going to you know say oh it's going to be here this month. I, I know there's a targeted season for it. And all I know is the fall to winter season. But we've got two new series coming out. Not to mention they've got a Bad Batch planned series. It's more. This Disney Plus platform has opened the door for Star Wars live action shows. And Guys, I, I'm just going to say this. Well, and let me just say this: Disney is a genius. Oh, I mean, I know so many of you feel like Disney ruined your your Star Wars or your vision of Star Wars, and you know there are things that I know you and me, Scott, disagree that Disney has done with Star Wars. But if Disney had not bought the franchise, I don't think we'd be sitting where we are. We wouldn't have the sequel trilogy. I don't think we'd have the Mandalorian to tell you the truth. Um, no, I don't. I don't think we would because George Lucas I, had already I, said he was pretty well done with Star Wars. So, folks, if you're a Star Wars fan and you, you're going to sit there and say, "Oh, I hate that Disney bought it," would you rather George Lucas still own it and not be doing anything with it? I my only thing. I just wish they would not gap the movie so much, but tie each episode into each episode. Uh, it would be you nice. Know, we had we had New Hope. You could tie in with Empire. Uh, Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back. You can put in the Last Jedi. You could tie them in. Yeah, but did we- Last Jedi did not tie in the Force Awakening at all. No, and it, it was the same way with the prequels. Now, I understand that to tell the story, you've got to advance time. But 
Look at Anakin from Phantom Menace to Attack of the Clones. You went from a, what, maybe eight or nine-year-old kid. He's now 16 or 17 years old. Uh, Then after the end of that, you go to a grown Jedi practically in Revenge of the Sith. I get you have to advance time to tell the story, obviously. But at least tie it in with some sort of backstory somewhere. Now, Scott, something something you're not aware of that that was done and has been done not only for the prequels, but for the sequels, um, they did tie it in, just not in film. We had there were comics that led up to the Force Awakens that tied in some, um, some of the characters. There were books that tied in, but that filled in a lot of the gap between movies. You just, I mean, m- most people, if you sit there and say, oh, I've seen all the movies, I know there is all there is to know about Star Wars. I'm going to sit here and laugh at you because you have only <laughs> scratched the surface. You, if you And, and, and if, if you're one of those fans like I was, Folks, you're gonna get a whole new world shined up uh, for your folks, because I it's not. I got forty some books and at least a half a couple dozen comics. I have an app that lets me read comics that I'm catching up on everything. Folks, there were Star Wars comics back in the late seventies and eighties. I want to tell you something. Them original Star Wars comics, there were some crazy characters put in there. That you just sit there nowadays and you go, exactly what were they smoking? So, well, Disney's been smoking a lot of stuff majorly for a while. Oh, long this time. wasn't Disney. This was Marvel back then that had the rights to it before Disney had Marvel. And you're sitting there and you're looking at the characters from the 70s and 80s that they put in the comics and you go, I don't even want to know. Don't even want to know. Because. <laughs> They're crazy. It's wild. It's a lot of fun to read them. I encourage you, if you're not, a lot of people say, oh, comic books are for kids. I beg to differ. Comic books are very much for adults. And if you're into the art side of collecting things, they have what they're called, um, what are they called? Variants that are white covers that you can send off to your favorite artist, or maybe they already have a few of them, and they can draw what you want on that cover. Just about anything, minus a very few restrictions. They can draw it. They can make you a custom comic book cover. And so if you like the art side of it, go do that. You can even get your comic book graded so that it's in a plastic shield, Mm. it's been graded, it's protected, I mean, and personally, if I was going to invest and get a comic book cover, which sooner or later I will do, hey, I'm going to have, I'm going to pay the extra little bit of money and have it have the artist send it directly to the grader grading company and have it graded because that's just the easiest route. That's less hands touching it. That way, it's not being mailed here. Then I have to mail it off. Then it has to be mailed back to me. It goes from the source to the grader to me. So, you know, that that's just the way it needs to be. But I encourage you, if you don't want to read the comics, that that's fine. You can, you're going to miss out on a lot of great stories. 
but you can dive into the books. Like I told you in episode one, we have legends and we have canon because of Disney. And sooner, if there are rumors going around that the legends is going to become kind of a star, like Star Trek has an alternate timeline, which if they open that up, there are so many stories that you can go back and tell this alternate timeline with the characters that I grew to love before I even had heard of Ben Solo or Ray or anybody else. And I won't go into character names or storylines because I don't want to ruin it for our listeners. But like I said, just pick up a book, even if you want to start with the the canon books that fill in from for, slightly before Force Awakens, then they fill in between Force Awakens, Last Jedi, and of course, Last Jedi to Rise of Skywalker. And I think there's a book or two that is set right at the end, of, right after Rise of Skywalker. Now, Scott. Yes, we talked about it. We're not going to see these characters. Um, the Skywalker saga has come to a close, and the next movies, you know, are set in the timeline that from Kathleen Kennedy has set. You will not see any Skywalker. You won't see last names you're familiar with. Um, it's time to branch off into this different world, a different time period, even. But you know. Here's the thing. Disney will do Disney. But if a, if a wheel isn't broken, why run it off? Because if you want to get technical, there are a hundred and some odd books about the Skywalkers. There are, gosh, hundreds of comics about the Skywalkers. And it, okay. it's, it's time we... When Disney delved backwards into the old Republic era in books and comics, it was met well, here's the thing. with such excitement because it was something different. We were people. But the go ahead. But the thing is, you can branch into new characters and make them main roles by ending properly with the Skywalkers. Ray is not a Skywalker. So therefore, Disney, don't fall off a wheel that ain't fixed. Don't fix a wheel that ain't broke. I beg to differ. She took the name of Skywalker. But she's not born a Skywalker. Yeah, we still don't know that. Or, or is she really a Skywalker? That, that's what I'm saying. Now, I, Because here, here's the thing that kills me. Let's go back, because you brought it up, and, and I just want to dive into this. You know, Anakin. We don't know who his father is. We don't know. His mother won't say. You could see the fear. Uh, according to her, she was asked. He has no father. But according to the prophecy, but you saw, you saw fear. Yes, when she was asked. Yes, but it, so was it Palpatine that impregnated her to create Anakin, and hence. Anakin was why he was so force sensitive. We know Palpatine before anything mastered the dark side of the force. Master. Yeah. Facts. Did he manipulate Anakin's mom to create Anakin with him? Hence why he's so force sensitive. His metachlorian were off the charts. That, that, that could be, but we, I mean, that would at least explain how he is Ray's grandfather. 
that now let's dive <laughs> let's dive further into the into the world of whoa, yeah <laughs> as we'll call it Anakin and and um my gosh yes. Adame have Luke Leia and Princess Leia. Bum, bum, bum. Here it comes, folks. This is my way. We don't. Leia and Han have this. Yes. Why is so Ben and Ray connected? Other than a family bond. Other than a family bond. Luke has a wife that we don't even know about yet. I don't think we ever will. Because they're done with the Skywalkers, which was done. Um, if you read Legends, a... you will—he did get married in Legends. Okay, so in Legends, he gets married. Ray is Luke's daughter. That's why Luke won't train her right. Why he fights with her? That right there tells me Ben, and because they can connect so well, Ray, our family. Mm. Hence, why they can't. I don't know, bro. I mean, they, they, if you recall, Palpatine said he was the reason they connected. That he caused it. I don't. I, I, yeah, the cause is Anakin. I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, the cause can be led down to Anakin. It. Palpatine is a twisted individual. We all know this from the beginning. I honestly think what Palpatine meant, and it's interpreted very very important, everybody, that this is our opinions. And if you agree with us, great. If you don't, great. That's cool. Let's hear it. You know, sound off. Leave our Facebook page. Sound off. Well, well, you never know. It may lead to you guys coming on as a guest and doing what we're doing and talking about theories. Because let's be honest, in my opinion. Palpatine as at the head of the family. You got Anakin. You got Luke and Layla. Then you got Ben and you got Ray. I think they're all connected. Yeah. One way or the other, they're all connected. Yeah, I see your point. I, I'm a little skeptical with some of it, but I mean that's a very popular theory. But in my mind, then that makes Ray a Palpatine and not a Skywalker. But it, no, if Skywalker created her when he was with him being married, it does make her a Skywalker. Remember, she is left on a planet by herself with nobody, no family. And they never, just like Luke, never told us who never. her parents were. Why? Exactly. Why are they not telling? And she's extremely force sensitive. Yeah. Well, they, but you know, that's. She's very force sensitive. I mean, she she picked up on it with hardly any training, with just the little bit of training that Leia gave her, and the very little bit Luke gave her. Just, just like Luke with Obi Wan. Yeah, and think think back. Um, I think that mm. there's a rumor that we're going to find out some of this tie-in for Ray about and the history that might give us a clue in this in, through this Obi-Wan series. So I'm I'm kind of interested to see where that's going to lead us. Um Bro, I think we're going to see one of the biggest weird tie-ins in the Mandalorian that's going to make us all go yep. 
what the hell? Yeah. Well, Scott, we're talking about Luke Skywalker, so um, I think it's a good time to talk about our guest for the 20th. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, you had to pull that one out of the yeah. already. Uh, I folks, um, I never heard of this guy before until my young friend here, who is like my brother. Uh, we're very close. Bill and I are very close. Uh, we live nine hours apart, folks. We're not sitting in each other's backyard. We're, we're more than six um, feet apart, we promise. I promise you. <laughs> But this kid, Bill and I, Bill and I have become like we brothers. We really have. It, it, we, he's. I'm a big Star Wars fan. I consider myself a huge <laughs> Star Wars fan. He has introduced me to other stuff in the Star Wars world. Out of the blue, the other about last week, <clears throat> um, I'm driving to work, and he mentions this guy by the name of Fluke Skywalker. Folks, in case you don't, I. I literally sitting at a red light, scratching my head. <laughs> Who the heck is Luke Skywalker? <laughs> Thinking the building's been in the sauce at ten o'clock in the morning. And I know you don't drink. <laughs> but I was thinking it. All right, folks. Just so you know, this gentleman is he dresses up, goes to he's a cosplayer, and goes about and plays the older version of Luke. Well, instead of calling himself Luke Skywalker, he has taken to Fluke, F-L-U-K-E. He does amazing charity work for kids who are in the hospital with cancer or other stuff. Um, He's working, right now he's raising money to buy a pinball machine for one of the Ronald McDonald houses, a Star Wars pinball machine. He stocks these stores that the kids can go in and get stuff um, with Star Wars items for them. He goes dressed in full character to children's hospitals and makes appearances. And the, what he's doing to me is just amazing. It's out of this world, the, the time he puts into this. Oh. His costume, I showed you, Scott. He is. A, if you looked at him, you and you. He's a dead ringer for. He's a. Dead if I ringer. walked into dead ringer him and walking around the Disney park, I would think I had just met a cast member. That's how good the costume is. Um, it, it's guys. I, I do apologize if you hear me munching. <laughs> um, but a lady, a lady who I really like, who lives near me, <laughs> she made me. Um, homemade fudge, Ooh, and I'm jealous. I have to try a piece of it before she'll leave me alone. My wife just brought it in. <laughs> I will be taking a bite of this, but delicious looking on the fudge. Twentieth, which will be our last show uh, for the year, most potentially for the year, potentially for the year. Obviously, we're going to take off the uh, weekend after Christmas of Christmas. Um, and we don't know whether about a New Year's show yet at this point or not. But if not, you'll see us in the New Year. But our last show of the year, uh, at least our last full-length show of the year, um, is we're going to have this gentleman on as a guest. And we're going to talk about cosplaying and what, you know, led up to him wanting to do this. And I, I want to know so much about what goes into how long does it take him to get dressed to do this character there's so much I want to ask him. Um, Scott. So, 
I, I have heard some rumblings out of my friends that work at Disney World. There is some new Star Wars merchandise coming out for the first of the year. Ooh. And I'm gonna I'm gonna drop a small little snippet. I know. <laughs> Privileges. <laughs> the- telling you I will tell you all right now, there is going to be more vintage Star Wars dropping out. Ooh, nice. And there is going to be a vintage style for Mandalorian. Oh, sweet. Mandalorian's already cool cool with the kind of western setting and all that good stuff. So uh, I look forward to, to seeing what they're going to have. That That's going to be out of this Me world. Um, Me too. I'm excited. But, but folks, you're going to want to stick around. We've obviously got not just the episodes you're listening to right now. We'll have next week's and the 20th. And then it's worth staying hanging around when we start up back back up in the new year with full length episodes. We got a ton that we're we're planning and working on. We've got guests that uh, we're reaching out to even as we speak. Um, so much that we're hoping to do with this show, folks. If you haven't already, go go like our Facebook page. Go give the first episode a listen. Folks, we're just two fanboys here, you know, talking about something that we're passionate about. And, and, you know, COVID here, the two of us, this isn't our first venture into podcasting, but our first venture didn't turn out quite the way we wanted to. And needless to say, we weren't deterred and we just picked a new subject, which was our love of Star Wars. Folks, I realize when you're out there looking for a Star Wars podcast, that we're we're just a a a leaf floating in a huge <laughs> sea of Star Wars podcast, but we hope you take the time out to listen to us and and to enjoy what we're putting forward as fans, and we're doing this because we're here having fun. We're not we don't have sponsors, mm-hmm. we don't have people backing us, we don't have Disney saying oh promote this. We can choose what we want to talk about, how we want to talk about it, what we want to say, and not have to worry about Disney saying, oh, that's out of line. We do. We hope that one day we have sponsors, that we have something, you know, there are so many good companies out there that reach out to small podcast. Um, I know that you that you and I talked about Vader's Vault reaching out to him about possibly a sponsorship next year sometime. There are there are folks if you're looking for a lightsaber and you're not going to go to uh, Galaxy's Edge, I highly recommend Vader's Vault. I have seen their lightsabers up close and personal. Uh, that is the lightsaber that uh, Ray Park uses when he puts on his demonstrations at uh, Comic Cons. Um, for those of you that don't know, might be new to Star Wars, Ray Park played Darth Maul. So they, they make a quality lightsaber. Yes, it's a bit pricey. It's up there. I think the cheapest one is $399. And they go right up to over $1,000. Um, but uh, but they're, very good. they're a good company. They're high quality. And I would highly recommend them if you're out looking for a saber. So, well... Scott, 
we've basically talked about all the main news, unless you have some other little tidbit that I don't know about. <clears throat> I do. Ooh. I got something to drop. Ooh, we'll do go. So, folks, um, if we hit 500 uh, new likes on our Facebook page, I am going to be giving away. I've, I had it made. Um, Bill, you've seen it. You're not. Uh, I had uh, a lady who um, makes specially designed items <laughs> make us a Star Wars transmission version of who we're going to call because we're not going to label him Grugu. All right. We are going to label him as Rocket. Ugh. He is fully trained in the Jedi ways. He is 60 years old in their time and still looks like a baby. But could squeeze you to death with his fingers. Like that. Scott, we need to definitely post a picture of this up on the Facebook page. I I ordered the keychains yesterday. Um, as soon as I get them, we are going to, we'll post them up on the Facebook page. Um, we're going to be giving away one to a lucky person. Now, here's the thing. If you're listening, folks, I hope a lot of you listen. We are going to possibly be selling these where all the profit that we make from these will literally go to our friend Luke Skywalker to help the children with the pinball machines and to keep Star Wars stuff. That's awesome, man. That that's awesome. Um, what it costs me to have one made is seven dollars for a keychain. Um, so I think if we sold it for ten, um, we would be able to at least give him three dollars a piece back. Um, we are going to, as soon as I get them, we're going to go ahead and start a little campaign with them. We're going to give one away. Folks, I did order three. I did order three from her, uh, but we're only going to give one away. Uh, one's going to go to, obviously, Bill, you're going to have one. I'm going to have one as a little keepsake so we can show them off to people and, 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 and hang around. Folks, I am going to have... A picture posted uh, shortly. Bill, you, you could do that yeah. for me. I'll send it to you. Of a big one. Folks, these are very time consuming. The lady spent two hours making this. What you're going to see. It is considered a Yoda character. Um, he's our Yoda. But <laughs> he's our Yoda. So. Uh huh. I don't know what we're gonna name him. We might have to have a contest yeah, for everybody. You know, whatever name we pick, you're gonna win the keychain. Uh, I was I gonna say, Rocket gonna said, it. "We got to remember that name's tied to the Marvel franchise. We might not want to go there." <laughs> well, Rocket's the name of my dog in the in the uh, chassis race car I have. So, uh, so I, it kind of was the first thing that popped in my head. Um, now he's sitting here in front of me like, <laughs> you what you want. 
what you got for me. You want some of that fudge? Um, <laughs> no, no, he ain't getting this. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna play with it a little bit, folks, and we're gonna see what we come up with. But, um, you know, it's just something I wanted to drop special. I didn't even tell. Yeah, Bill about th- this it, is so big news like, to me because oh, uh, this first I'm hearing about it, folks. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, it's something we want to do. We want to try to, you know, we're, even though we're new, we have hardly any listeners. We want to give back to our community as, you know, Star Wars fans. <laughs> we're all, we're all one. Whether you like, <laughs> folks, I, I'm just like. going to be honest matter. with you. We're, we're sitting at below 20 listens on our first podcast. And that doesn't bother <laughs> me at all. I don't care if, if, well, I do care. But I, you know, if I get, 12 listens an episode, or if I get 10 million downloads and listens an episode, we're not going to change. We are who we are. This is what you're going to get from the heart, from the gut, what we think of Star Wars, what our theories are. We're very open to hearing what you think. Like I said, our, our, our messenger on our Facebook page is always open. Should you want to share a theory or Something we'll be glad to talk to you, and you know, maybe you come up with an angle that we haven't thought of yet, and, and you know, give us yeah. give us something to think. It about. may happen. We we kind of want to have some fan shows where we feature you know one or two fans that have a, a show, and once we you know way down the road get on a better a better platform than Anchor. Not saying Anchor isn't good. Anchor has been really good to you and me, Scott. Um, they they've given us our start yeah. now, second time around, and um, mm-hmm. I, I you know this is something I want to see grow. I, I want to see us grow. If, if it's meant to be, I would love to be one of those uh, podcasts that's up there with Coffee with Kenobi, which is a legendary Star Wars podcast, um, run by Rancho Obi Wan. And it's if you haven't listened to Coffee with Kenobi, definitely give it a try. It's it's wonderful. Um, yeah, Coffee with Kenobi yeah, is fun. Um, there's a lot of Star Wars podcasts out there. Like I said, and the fact that you're giving us a listen means the world to us. And folks, we're, we're obviously this is news to me. We're feeling the the. Feeling everything out with merchandise. Eventually, Scott, we've talked about it. We'd love to have shirts with the podcast name on them. And of course, at that point, we kind of got to go with, the, I think, a generic background, maybe hyperspace or something, because we got to be careful of Disney's copyrights, obviously. Um, but there's so much we can do with this. And the platform that Star Wars has offered us as fans is just absolutely wonderful and potentially never ending so folks if you've got a guest uh, somebody in the star wars universe that you would love to see on the show please please feel free to propose to pose it to us please remember we don't have connections to people to get daisy ridley or mark hamill or you know billy d williams We're, we're just a small podcast uh, between the two of us, we have some friends that are smaller actors. Like, well, not really smaller. They play; they're more accessible actors. 
like Misty Rojas, um, Mike Quinn and others, <laughs> Dominic Pace. And th- those are people that we could potentially honestly get on the show. We're going to have some of these artists on here eventually. Um, it's just a matter of time before we get things done. And, and we're starting out. We want input from you, our listeners. What do you want to see? What do you want to hear? Is there some unknown Star Wars actor who maybe played a stormtrooper that we don't know about, but it's highly accessible to the fans that we can reach out to and say, hey, why don't you come on the podcast and tell us about being a stormtrooper? We don't care what part they played. For all I care, they could have been the guy that ran and got coffee for George Lucas. So, yeah. Or arm guy. They're calling him Gene <laughs> Guy and arm guy and everything else from Mandalorian. That that was pretty cool, though, dude. That, that, that coming out of there, it's somebody had a sharp eye. As a matter of fact, I need to go watch that episode when we get off of here. I want to see this dude for myself. So, um, obviously, he's practically more famous than the episode itself, but... <laughs> So, but folks, Christmas is upon us. It's a time of giving. Don't forget, I realize that, that we're a lot, there are a lot of social distancing going on. But if you can't go see yep. your relatives or your friends, you know, that's the great thing about cell phones and the internet. You know, pick up that phone, call them, <laughs> Face video time. call them, look them in the face that way. You can't go fly to your uh, to your uncles in California as well. You know what? Christmas Day, pick up that phone. Or even before, video call and say, hey, how you doing? What's been up? Don't forget your friends and family. Just because you can't go see them doesn't mean that they don't care. <coughs> and life is too exactly. short. Have regrets. And if you don't pick up that phone and call somebody and say, hey, I love you. Why not get that second chance? And especially around the holidays, I like yep. to encourage people to, to reach out and tell people that they love that they love them. I, I don't care. Yep. No, tomorrow is have never promised. Friend, Scott, we've never even met face to face. And we talk practically every day. I can't imagine not talking to you every day. It's gotten to that point. <laughs> what brought us together, honestly, wasn't Star Wars, it was our love of racing. And then we find out each other was Star Wars fans, and it was like, oh, this is the perfect package. So th- this is something that, uh, especially not just at Christmas, but reach out, you know, talk to somebody. If you can actually go see them, all the better. Um, you're not going to catch us pushing a political agenda on here or or anything else, but... I just felt like I needed to say, you know, reach out, tell your loved ones that you love them because Scott, you know, my reasoning behind this and I'm not going to get into it, but it's just, just do it folks. Yep. Well, folks, I think that uh, we've come to a close on this week's episode. Scott, it, uh, yeah, kind of surprised. Uh, I'm about to say it's oh, 55 oh, minutes. Wow, we, you you, like you haven't been keeping track, and I haven't either. Uh-huh. But uh, you know, we get to talking, and uh-uh. I, I, I kind of, I ain't gonna lie. Uh, TNT's <laughs> had 
uh, Star Wars on <laughs> for the last two days. From New Hope all yep. the way up to I, the Force I'm... Awakening. And, and so, uh, I'm going to lie, my TV's on. I have um, my iPad working right now as I'm waiting for our cable company to fix our issue. Um, but I've been watching oh, yeah. my Disney Plus. But, but um, yeah, it, it, it really has. It's been interesting. And, and folks, too, like I said, tune in next week. This podcast normally drops in the evening. Um, if not the same evening we tape, then the next morning. But like I said, folks, have a wonderful holiday season as it goes along. And maybe the force yes. be with you always.